for therapy we are a podcast that embrace being 20 somethings and kind of hope that we can relate with one another by putting our phones down every week and consulting with our each other our friends colleagues anything of the sort and get our brains kind of put on the table and dissect it a bit uh we've been together for three weeks this is our third episode and we are finally recording at sad boy studios a legendary place for me a legendary place for my co-host for this episode Producer Sam. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy to be here today. Uh, Sam, thanks for being here. Uh, You are here today because Ben is out of town at Coachella, correct? Yes, that is correct. Celebrating his birthday. Yeah, he's having an awful time in the desert. An awful time. Getting drunk, doing uh, God knows what you do in the desert, and listening to music. Exactly. Which sounds like fun. He's with his. He's with Madison, right? Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. I think three years in a row now. Wow. I think he's and he swears by it. He swears by it. He wants me to go very badly with him, but I I can't spend that. I've been to Coachella a lot. I think that in the modern culture, it's very broy. I've been around a lot of frat guys this past weekend, and it only thing that people were talking about were Coachella. Brochella. What house? Brochella, baby. You got it. And I completely agree. But Ben, shout out to you. Thank you for being the co-host usually. And I'm glad that Sam is here to hang out with me and kind of take over for you. That is his role as a producer anyway. So thanks for being here, Sam. Very cool. So speaking of Ben and his birthday, we had his birthday celebration this weekend. We did. We did. At Plug and Play. It was, uh, how do you say? Lit. Lit. I believe lit. it is lit. Lit. Light. Light. <laughs> lit. Miller lit. Um, so, yeah, we did that. You DJed. That was cool. Yeah. <clears throat> that was fun. I had a good time. Played some music. How long did you play for? I don't know. Like two hours? I don't know. Two Maybe. hours? Yeah. yeah. Once I we know. got the music working. Yeah, once we got the music working. I, you know, I think people uh, like took that into consideration that setting up might be a problem, right? Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I think that, uh, what was your, what was the best memory for you? I mean, you were oh, the guy kind of running um, the show. You were the MC of DJing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to say it was great playing Legend when, uh... With Ben? Great, yeah, with Ben, that's, I mean, that's one of his favorite songs, but there was, yeah, that was a, a good time. There was lots of energy at that point. Yeah, I loved it, dude. I, I had a great time. I know our, our guests, they could kind of chime in right now. You guys had a great time, right? Oh, yeah, it was definitely, how do you say it, lit. Lit, lit. Yeah. It was a bit lit. It was <laughs> a, ta- Indeed. a tad lit. It was warm. A tad lit. It was, it was warm. very yeah, it was moist. moist. It was, very, it was smelly, too, but I embraced it. I had too much Hennessy, I think. Uh, yes. You know me, I don't really partake in the brown well, liquor. And... <laughs> Uh, so when I did enjoy, uh, I indulged. indulged. Let's say that. Indulged. I, yeah, it was it was great, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great, and I'm glad that we had that time. Yeah, I yeah, I played the music that I like to play, and people had a good time to it. So you know, I can't ask for anything else. Exactly, and I can't wait for my birthday. I'm pretty excited too. There sounds like we might be doing this semi regularly, so that might be something to look forward to. Is more of these little shows at Music City. Yeah, I, I'm more than excited for that. You know, I just like where there's a speaker system and we can just get as loud as we want and drink. 
I know you're playing a show on 420 as well. Yes. Yes. How, are you looking forward uh, to that? I am. I am looking forward to I that. I believe it's uh, called Beers, Brews, and Buds. And you're excited and to I'm play. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of all of those things. Soma um, Food Truck play Park? some music, yeah. There will be a, yeah, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of low-key. Any reggae? You know, I might throw some reggae in there. I'm leaning more towards the kind of early 2000s hip-hop stuff, though. No, you, you'll hear some some Dilla, some MF Doom. Some, no, no Sister Nancy? No I mean, bum, you never bum. know. You never I know. Never know. I guess that song, everyone knows that song now. Kanye had yeah. to do that, you know. Well, but, I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Hopefully I can make it out there. Uh, well, okay, I guess that kind of leads us into our goals for the week. Ben isn't here to report on his goals, but it was to get you a show, a paid gig within the next three months. I don't know if that's what's happening, but I know he's working on it either way. Yeah, hopefully he's working on it. I'd love to yeah. get paid. Get paid. That's that's the idea, right? Uh, and as most of you know, my goal for the next three months is to work out and attempt to lose weight. So this past weekend, I did run. I listened to a podcast Ben recommended called The Tim Ferriss Show that had Jamie Foxx on it. It's a hell of an episode. He kind of just completely goes over what a house party at Jamie Foxx's house is like. I've always kind of wanted to go to a Jamie Foxx house party, so that was excellent. Tells stories about Kanye West in the early days, Pharrell, everything like that. So I ran. I've been eating well. Uh, I'm not drinking beer tonight. If you're listening to the podcast, this is a wine-sponsored event. I have brought wine for everybody to indulge in. And I even got champagne. Sh- he's got uh, American champagne, a PBR. <laughs> it's great because I haven't been drinking beer. The last beer I had was last night, but I found it in my fridge and I was kind of upset and sad, so I took it down. But I'm going to try to limit myself on that. So, basically, that gets us to a new segment I like to call On Some Real Shit. This is a segment where every week we will be talking about some real shit, or you don't have to talk about some real shit, but I'll kind of give you an intro of what it's like. On some real shit, I never heard the song, what's it called? Someone tell me the name. See, this is how well I don't know it. The song, Ed Sheeran. Oh, uh, I've been thinking out loud. I've been thinking out loud. My mom sent it to me on Facebook. Classic mom move. I'd heard it in every Uber I'd ever been in for 30 second clips at a time. And then my mom sent it to me. I listened to the whole thing yesterday, and on some real shit, I cried for like 20 minutes. It's an unbelievable song. It's a great song. It's a great, you know, it's like, it gets you in the mood to be uplifted and yet sad. (laughs) It's like, what is that guy trying to do with that song? All I know is I vibe with it. Go for it, Sam. Yeah, on some real shit, I haven't heard that song. But on my real shit, I need a haircut, man. But it is so expensive to get your hair cut decently in the city. I even, you know, I go outside the city. It's like $25 to get a good good haircut at a barbershop. And it's like 55 bucks out the door. And I just, I need a haircut, but man. You want me to cut your hair? On some real shit. Maybe. Maybe? We've done that before. You've cut my hair and it was not good. <laughs> so maybe I'll fuck your head up. On some real shit, you're saying you need a haircut, but you just dropped $100 on some Chelsea boots from Nordstrom Rack. Uh, priorities. <laughs> priorities. Priorities. Chelsea I boots like are that. a haircut. Screw the boots. Get a freaking haircut. Do you have anything to speak on some real shit? Yeah. Real quick? On some real shit, uh, one of my friends died yesterday. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. R.I.P. Yeah. Dylan. Um, 
add some comic relief to that story. A uh, person text, reached out to me yesterday to tell me the news, and um, I didn't have the number saved in my phone, and I had this long-ass, super emotional conversation where I was, like, recounting the past and apologizing for stuff because... I mean, I was in shock, but I was also feeling guilty because of the, who that person was that I thought reached out to me just to find out at the very end of the conversation that I was talking, or at least I thought I was talking to a completely different person. Catfished. Basically. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous, but I mean, homegirl's cool. We about to go out for some drinks, catch up, you know, they're both named Sam. <laughs> what can I do? They're both named Sam. I was just making assumptions. Too many Sams. <laughs> Too many Sams. Too many you gotta cut Sams. a couple of them out. The Bay Area must be a magnet for Sams, because I've never met so many. Really? Never in my life. I knew maybe one Sam growing up. And now it's all over the place? Like six. Everywhere. Everywhere. And there are at least three lesbians named Sam. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Probably short for Samantha. I think your name is short for Samuel. No, just Sam. <laughs> just Sam? Yeah, Samantha. just Sam. Wow. On my birth certificate, I-D-S-A-M. Wow, you nailed Sam it. Sam Alexander Hart. Well, good for you. <laughs> I think we should intro the guests now, right? Like, these people have been waiting, and we haven't even told our listeners who they are yet. So I'll introduce the first guest, then you'll introduce the second guest. That's how me and Ben generally tackle this thing. And I'm going to introduce... One of my best friends. I've known him since I've been up here in San Francisco, Austin Farley. All right, what's up, guys? I'm Austin. What up, Austin? I'm Steven. This is Sam and Chelsea, <laughs> and these are our listeners. Yeah, so you just you know did it for me. Chelsea's sitting next to me. I believe you all met her in the first episode. The first episode. Um, yeah, she's I'm back. She's back. They're here. <laughs> we are here. We are here in Sad Boy Studios. We're sitting on our couch. So yeah, you guys live is, together. Yeah, we do live together. Um, it's a great place. It's a great place. A lot of memories have been here. Yeah. I think you but, guys have been here since I've lived here, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've been here a long time. Yeah. We've been here a long time. I'm ready to move, though. Yeah. I am. So, so shout out. Shout out to anybody changed. on Craigslist. <laughs> shout out. Anyone got cheap rent in San Francisco? Not Doubt that that's, it. Yeah. But, you know, hit a brother up. But And, you know, I want to get into how Chelsea kind of fits in the mix of me and Ben's life, and Ben and I's life, and your life as well. But we'll tackle that on an episode when Ben is here. He's really uh, excited about talking about that story. But I'm excited too. Really quick, Austin, I just want to let you know why I had you on the podcast. I think you're one of the most open-minded people I know. I think spiritually and also guidance-wise for me, you've been a big help in my life trying to keep me sane, which I know can be hard to do at times. <laughs> and I've never really had someone in my life that's been there for me as much as you have. So I appreciate wow. it a lot. And You've watched me cry. I don't think any of the people here have watched me cry. Oh, Sam's definitely watched me cry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I think we may have both. We, we've we've we cried. Both. Yeah. We've, cried we've arm wrestled and we've won equally. And we've also both cried in front of each other. Exactly. We, we, we have that bond, but you also have that bond with me. And I just appreciate you giving us the time. And I know you'll be on a lot of episodes going forward. And just in general, you know, we met at work, but now we're closer friends than we are colleagues. So thanks for being here. And... How, like, if you had to summarize it really quick, how do you think we met? I started at workshop. Um, one day, Sam strutted in. Um, it was kind of weird. I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm here to see Steven. Found out that uh, Sam was a hometown best friend with, uh, you know, Mr. Steven here. And, um, yeah, that was just kind of how everything started. 
Steve and I just started hanging out and started coming to Sad Boy Studios, stopping at the liquor store downstairs, getting a beer and just, you know. <laughs> Doing the dark arts. Doing the dark arts. The dark arts. And you actually worked with Sam before you met me. Yeah, in, in industry denim. Oh, and what one a place. One word. How would you guys describe that place? Shit show. Sam. That was two words, but go on, Sam. <laughs> There's a hyphen. <laughs> a hyphen, I guess. <laughs> Sam's really uh, thinking, <laughs> thinking here. His face no, is filled just, with There's rage. a lot of words. There's just that... one word. It's Rob. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> Rob. So, Austin, thanks for being here, dude. I know I've known you for a while, and we'll probably dive in more to our histories as the uh, episodes go on. But for the most part, you are my, as I would like to call gay best friend <laughs> a girl always wants one but i have yes. i have the best one if you ask me well thank you no problem i'm honored i'm honored <laughs> so honored. uh so yeah thank you guys so much for being here like i said and you know we both kind of like to ask simple questions to also kind of let people know you a little bit better and my question for you guys both this week is what would you hope to achieve professionally in the next five years Ooh. i know that's a weird question but I would like to know from both of you real quick. Professionally, in the next five years for me, I don't know, I just kind of want to get a little bit more outside of my comfort zone, consult different types of, you know, situations that challenge myself a little bit more mentally and professionally. Great. Chelsea? Um, so I've been working quite a bit with youth and media, and also, if you listen to the previous podcast, you know that I'm an artist. Um, so I've been... Also, a little bit of background information. Also, just graduated from SF State studying uh, public health. Yay, me! So, I guess my goal in the next, you said three years? Five years. Five years. Um, would, to be, would be to put out a, a media or art project um, with a health or social justice theme that is very well recognized and has made an impact on a lot of people's lives. I'm constantly working towards how to incorporate art and health um, wow. that's something that I'm really passionate about and that is that's probably my goal I also just made this goal on the spot so hey, props to you for making me set goals <laughs> <laughs> hey no problem that's the the whole thing is trying to better yourself with this podcast and kind of think creatively I know that was a question you guys did not expect coming no. and you guys did write it down though yeah you guys write, write that goal down <laughs> And that is exactly what I want to uh, bring is, you know, catch you guys a little bit off guard and make you think out of your comfort zone. Sam, you have a basic question or a simple yeah, question? Yeah, I got something to ask. I mean, I want to I address this to everyone. And I'm going to answer the question as well. Um, but what's something that you really want at the moment? Something that, uh, whether it's a, you know, fashion item, um, piece of technology, what's just something that maybe you can't necessarily get even, something that's expensive, something that you've been, like, looking up and you've read about that you, you really want but we don't necessarily have. For me, I want a pair of freaking Ultra Boosts, man. Boom! They're so expensive, though. What and I can't justify that for a pair of sneakers. But You can't even I wanna, afford a haircut. Boy. I can't even what? afford a haircut, but I want a pair of Ultra Boosts. I do. I want to I, I feel it. You know, Adidas has always been my brand. I like... I, I like their shoes, but I haven't had a chance to try it out. So that's that's the thing that I, I've been wanting lately. I love my Ultra Boosts. You know me. I used to wear Sambas everywhere, and that was kind of the next step up. It was Ultra Boosts. Best $180 I've ever spent. And if you've ever met somebody that has a pair, they will say the same thing. So save up, get a haircut, then maybe that's your next uh, big purchase. Go. Boom. Priorities. Priorities. And for me, I think everybody knows that I would love... To be in love. 
Oh, there we go. You're so cute. You know me. I would absolutely do anything for someone that I truly do fuck with to just hold hands. And if, you know, I had to go materialistic things, wow. I would really love a new computer, but mostly I think a new record like player setup would be awesome. I think that that's something that I really want to work to because that's something I spend a lot of time doing in my room is listening to records, and if the sound quality was better, I feel like I'd enjoy it tenfold. So that's my answer. Go for it, Austin. Um, I mean, I can follow off of you know the uh, the love aspect. I'm definitely looking to you know settle down with somebody, you know, get real. Can we cheers to that? Cheers. Wine uh, glasses. Some type of you know <laughs> consistent relationship type thing, um, but materialistically. Or maybe, you know, in a mental aspect, you know, I'm searching for some type of escape, which, you know, Steve and I are going to, you know, be having. Uh, we're going to be going to Big Sur. Um, exactly. Yes. Embracing nature. <laughs> Embracing nature. I really want and plan to get this year. That's another goal. I'm going to write that shit down. Actually, I already did. Um, I want an around-the-world plane ticket. Wow. If you like don't know 80, what it in is, 80 days, or is look this it like up. A, is there what is that? For that? <laughs> No, it's it's a plane ticket where basically you, really far in advance, you go out and you map routes. Um, it's a bunch of one-way tickets around the world. And basically, since you're buying them all at once, you get a really good deal. So whereas maybe you probably would have spent like ten to $15,000 on plane tickets individually, you get all of your plane tickets for a very, very long trip, three to six months, possibly longer if you wanted to, for about $5,000. Have you heard about woofing before? No. I'll break it down to you real quick and I'll tell woofing. you more about it after the show. Woofing. Uh, we had a friend, Anna Latino, who is like in my heart always. And our friend Naomi, where they, Naomi went to New Zealand, right? And what woofing is, is working for food and rent. So she would work at a brewery for three months. It's W-O-O-F-I-N-G, most likely, knowing how to spell. But... <laughs> But essentially what you do is you show up at a place and there's a list in every country where you can find places that need help. And you go and give them help for room and food, essentially. And then you have your own money to spend on whatever else you want. You don't have to worry about sitting at hostels or, you know, scrounging up dough or doing loose end jobs. It's a very, uh, I guess how I would call it is communal way of living and exchanging services for goods. And yeah, that sounds so awesome. Definitely sounds like what that. I want to do. Exactly. And it's super easy to sign up for, too, as long as you're not a criminal, which I don't believe you are. Nope. So that kind of wraps up the general questions that we guys like to ask you, you know, some simple stuff to get people to know you. And now I'm going to explain the show. For most people that have listened to this, you understand the format. For, but if you're a new listener, I like to explain how the show works. Generally, we have guests on and we answer questions that are either listener submitted or that we have for the group. And we want to kind of propose to the group as stuff that we've been thinking about or going through to try to, you know, hopefully find some solidarity and understanding. an understanding, yeah, a mutual, mutual understanding, also very relaxed environment where we're not too stressed out we're all friends here and also hopefully willing to get a little bit uncomfortable so that's basically the setup of the show we've got a couple of listener questions and then we'll dive into everybody else's question uh, keep in mind that we are not therapists that is a big thing that we like to preach on this show we are just all 20 somethings with opinions and we like to dish them out heavily <laughs> 
And like I said, thank you guys again so much for coming on. It's amazing to have so many supportive friends, especially people that listen to the podcast and contribute these questions that we're about to answer. And you can always submit questions at twobrokefortherapy.com under Submit a Question tab. It's super cool that you guys have been sending us questions. I have way too many to answer. And I just want to say one thing to Mr. Celia Girl. Your answer is coming. You asked a super in-depth question that Ben and I are both excited to get into, and we hope to get to it next week when Ben's back. But just know that your answer is coming, dude. We're not forgetting you. So for everyone else, let's get to the questions. Cool. Um, so, uh, do you want to make up a name, an alias for this person? Because they didn't submit a name. No, this is a, an alias that's going to be uh, kind of close to your heart as well. I know it's close to my heart. It's my first MySpace name, actually. Oh. But, uh, the Green Lantern asked this question. Oh, the Green Lantern. Let's yeah. do it. The Green Lantern wrote in saying, I recently just got out of a relationship, and I have been in kind of a funk, per se. I think I've gotten past her, but I'm not quite back to being myself again. Do you have any advice on getting him back to the swing of things? The best advice that I could give anybody who is out of a relationship and trying to get into the swing of things again, we kind of answered this last week, but work on yourself. I did 100 push-ups this morning, not at once, but I did 100 of them, and it helped me feel good. It helped me work on myself, and even giving my body attention for five minutes, even my mind, you know, I took some time off yesterday and kind of really mentally expanded, really does help focus on something else other than what you're missing because that's all relationships are is they're like a drug you have so much of it and you don't know what you're doing without it until you figure it out so that's my kind of advice on it obviously as someone who has been in relationships and is the most sulkiest kid on the planet when it comes to feeling bad for himself it's pretty hard to kind of get out of that funk but I think once you do it's not Good things come in many ways and at weird times, and as long as you're prepared and welcoming to those situations, you'll find them. Chelsea, you got something to say? I want to piggyback off what you said and just say that spending time for self-care is just really important, and for me, I'm not, I'm not a big push-up gal. Um, the way that I like to process things is through art. Um, it seems like whenever I'm going through a really big life change, I will sit down and do something creative, whether it's a painting or a drawing, and just really spend time reflecting on like who I am and how I've grown and what I've learned, um, the mistakes that I've made, where I can go in the future from learning from all of that. Um, so just take time to reflect however, however you can reflect, whatever encourages that process for you, and just understand that like, Grieving and moving on is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, and you have to kind of aid that process with different rituals, for lack of a better term, whether that's art or getting massage or going to the park, going on a walk, doing some push-ups. Just understand that it's a process and don't try to rush it because you're going to learn so much from it. Anyone else? Awesome. <clears throat> Do you want to chime in on this? And yeah, going off of what uh, Chelsea was saying, you know, in terms of discovering different rituals, you know, getting out of that ritualistic state of things that you were used to, you know, in your relationship, taking yourself out, you know, to a movie or whether it be dinner or lunch, um, you know, just being with yourself, ocean beaching it, you know, watching the sunset. Presence alone is... Very important. Uh, very important. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree on pretty much what everyone has to say here, so I'm going to say it's uh, pretty much a unanimous, unanimous vote. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, you know, I went through this over summer. I definitely, you know, went through... Things. Sad Boy yeah, Studios. Sad Boy Studios. It was a, a time phase. And it's life. Um, and kind of like Steve said, you really got to focus on yourself. Find something that you really, really enjoy doing. Something that makes you feel good about yourself. 
um, you know, for me, that was exploring my music, you know, that was, I was really having a good time with that. It was something I wanted to get into and, you know, I'm still just really learning about it, but, uh, it helped me in the times when I feel sad, I could kind of use that as a channel. Um, and I'll also say, you know, hang out with your friends, you know, be with people around you that care about you, people that always make you feel good about yourself, people that support you and the things that you want to do. Cause you know, whether or not, you know, there's a girl around that makes you feel good or a guy or whoever it is. If your friends are making you feel good and you feel okay with yourself, like you're always going to be all right. And uh, you never know how things are going to work out. So I completely agree. I was literally just about to say, you know, a big part of what helped me get through my ex, my big ex uh, was definitely being with you guys at Sad Boy Studios and having that time. And, you know, we all had our downs at Sad Boy Studios, hence the name, but we all went up at the same time during that period. You know, I know Chelsea came back around. I know I kind of found the person that I'm still kind of mentally stuck on right now. And it's important to spend time with your friends because that's really the people that do care about you and the people that you can rely on always to be there for you. So shouts out to that. Shouts out to anybody that is still, like, looking to get out of a funk, I think. Spend time with your friends and do stuff for yourself because at the end of the day, all you truly have is yourself. Yeah, that's it. At the end of the day, you got to be all right with yourself, though. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You got you to gotta work with what, with what you got. The person came around for a reason, whoever the person was, and, you know, there's always an opportunity for them to come back. But for the most part, you really just got to take a step back and do what's best for yourself. So... That was a great answer on that one, guys, and uh, sorry that it got a little real, but that's what this shit's all about. <laughs> so my question comes from Jenny, a co-worker, the person who designed our album art that most of you have on your phones right now, and she asked a pretty good question, and this is a, a girl question, so Chelsea, I'm going to lean this on you. You don't have to go too deep into it, but maybe you have an example, and if not, we can dive into it. So Jenny asks, what is a good approach for a girl asking a guy out? If so, did it go well? I'm not sure that I've ever actually, quote, asked a guy out. But if asking a guy out means like, hey, will you be my boyfriend? I've never done that. But if I'm just asking a guy to hang out, I would say just go for it. If you've been talking to some guy, texting, hanging out, like casually at different events, meeting up, like you taking that step to say, hey, we should hang out sometime, he's probably expecting that. To be honest, if you if you guys keep stumbling across each other um, or you've been talking, he's probably hoping for that, um, if not planning to do it before you do it. So I would just say go for it. I mean, I'm a total feminist. I don't think that you should sit around and wait for a guy to do anything because I'm going to be honest, you guys are kind of dumb. Like You dumb. guys procrastinate. You forget shit all the time. And you're dense. You have no idea when a girl's flirting with you. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't say that. Let's stop the band bashing. I know Austin's over there smugly shaking his head like a king looking at some peasants. Because he understands. Yes. If anybody understands. The breeders. The breeders. We don't know what is going on. We are so... I think we're in such a culture that is obsessed with not fucking up to be, like, critically ridiculed in a public forum, right? and it, it, like, limits us. Like, going up to, I have a girl, this past week, I had one of my coworkers go up and tell her that I thought that she was cute. Have not talked to her. And I feel like shit because I just realized I'm a pussy, but for the most part, it's like, I'm afraid of being, like, turned down, obviously. I'm afraid of her just saying, no, I'm not interested, because that's way worse than even just thinking about it too much. 
But I think what Jenny wants to know, if I could speak on knowing her situation, is there's a guy that goes to our work, because she's our coworker, who she talks to all the time. And she's afraid that he's never going to ask her out, but he, she would love to ask him out. She just doesn't know how. So what do you think is the best model of going about asking some a male out, if that makes any sense? Okay, before I answer her Go question, I'm going to put you on the spot, and Go I'm going to say you should not use my anatomy as an insult. What did I say? Being a pussy. I got one, and it's amazing. That's a compliment. If you're being a pussy, you're all sparkly, sparkly and pink and beautiful. So don't use that as an insult to make yourself sound weak, because I am strong as fuck, okay, well, and I, I still can't... have a vagina. Okay, well, I can't say bitch either, so I say don't be... You can say bitch. Don't okay, so don't be a bitch. We'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Don't be a crybaby. Don't be a crybaby. Okay. Okay, so but not... to answer her question, because I'm not done yet, um, I would say find something that you guys both have interest in maybe something you've talked about when he comes in before and mention that something like that is happening and say that you all should either meet or go together like if you've <laughs> talked about music you should be like hey i heard about this show that's coming up i thought you might be interested in it and maybe we could go together i'm gonna go either way so you know make it open don't make it super serious like we should go on a date but make it something that you that you know that is a little bit more than just hanging out. I just want to say, the last girl I dated gave me her phone number at work because I looked at her a couple of times and we had a, some banter back and forth. And that equated to her asking me for my phone number. The girl before that, I looked at her a couple times on a bus and she gave me her phone number without me even asking for it. And every time a girl has extended themselves out to make me know that they're interested... It by far makes me more attracted to that girl and also makes me feel like this woman has confidence enough to ask a guy out or me or like even to extend themselves to somebody else that it infatuates me tenfold and also really, really, really is a quality that I think more people should embrace. You know, we're in a society where women are equal to men in my opinion, as Chelsea has said with the whole pussy comment and stuff like that. So I think it's really important that if a girl sees something she likes, she goes after it. I'm not slut-shaming anybody. I'm not doing anything like that. But I'm saying, if there's a guy that you think is cute, don't wait for him to ask to ask you. Like, don't wait around. Like, make yourself known. Because, who knows, like, guys, quote-unquote, are bitches. Austin, do you have anything to say on this topic as, like, the uh, in-between? Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, there's this kind of stigma that, like, guys should be the persons, uh, should be the people who are asking girls out. But at the same time, like... You know, if I was a girl, I would I would be the person to ask, you know, that that guy out, you know, if I Have you ever asked somebody out in person? I have. <laughs> Except it it was kind of a weird situation. It was at a bar. I was very intoxicated. The bartender was very attractive, shirtless. Shirtless? Pecs, you know, glorious. Chiseled? Uh chiseled, you know. How was the jawline? Great jawline on point. Oh, wow. Um, it was fucking granite. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i gave him his number but then the day after i reflected on the situation and he never texted you he never texted i feel you on that for sure sam do you have anything to input on this before i kind of wrap this question up i mean yeah i i, I agree with what you said if a girl just gave me her number just walked up and gave me her number your head you would know? explode i mean not as if my head would explode my head would explode. I, it would be okay. just more of like a you know, obviously, if I was single, yeah, this is um, a big thing. Chelsea's looking at me across the table like I'm gonna fucking melt your fucking dick. My dick true, does not want to be melted, okay? True. 
Um, so if I was single, if a girl was to walk up and hand me her phone number, and you know, didn't does she doesn't have to say anything, and then was to I you know maybe I would text her or something. I don't know if that contact would happen. It would that would make decent contact, and you don't even have to do anything. All you have to do is hand me a phone number. You don't have to say nothing. Hello, nothing. That's as easy as it is. Just to ask a guy out, like I mean, when my go on. I, yeah, I don't. I think I. I don't have anything. There wouldn't be anything negative unless I'm not going to be unless an you asshole. Had a girlfriend. Like, yeah, unless I had a girlfriend. Just like you said, like when my ex girlfriend gave me her phone number on the bus, I had no words were exchanged. I literally looked at her in the face because I was like, oh my god, and all I did was bow. And I exited. <laughs> I exited the train and I went home. I called my Anna. Shouts out to Anna. Second time hey, I've met her. Anna, Anna Latino. Mm. I went home, laid on my ground face first, like Michael Sarah in Arrested Development, and just called her and was like, I don't know what's going on. I a girl talked to me, <laughs> and she didn't. But at the same time. That was like, you know, a okay time for me, but man, when a girl gives you their number, all I'm saying is, girls, if you give a male your number 110%, you will get either A, a text back, or at least, like, you, you could get the enjoyment, let alone out of their face when you hand it to them. Fuck that. Women can ask dudes out, too. Yeah. I love it. Let's wrap it up. I love that. Preach, Steven. So I'm asking this one for a girlfriend of mine. She's been having trouble with a guy she's seeing and wants your all's advice. Basically, she's been seeing this guy for a while but wasn't taking it very seriously until he confronted her about her feelings. When she spilled her soul out over text messages, she didn't get a reply. Now, that was five days ago. Since then, she stopped by his work, and he told her he couldn't talk to her when he was off because he had to go pick up his younger sister from school. So what does this all mean, and what should she do now if she really cares about him and wants to fix it? In my opinion, I think that if anybody that you are really interested in doesn't take time to respond to you, I really don't think that it's worth it. I think people that aren't willing to take the 30 seconds to a minute to respond to an important text of someone spilling their soul out, uh, you know, you really need to reanalyze that relationship. I've been in that situation. I've kind of been in it for the past three months waiting for a response and nothing's happened. And it just kind of proves to you like, wow, you cared for this person a lot. You thought they did the same thing, but that's not the case. And I think when it comes to confronting somebody about it, that takes some real fucking, you know, not to sexualize me, but balls. You know, I think it does take a lot of uh, confidence and energy and, like, really getting to a place where you're like, I just need to confront this person about it because that's something I would never do. It takes a lot of courage, and I think if you did do that and he still made an excuse for it, you should really just take a second and, like, take a step back like Steph Curry, shoot it, and walk away because it went in, your presence was known, and that you care, and if he doesn't care, then you just, just walk away. I think... I mean, they've been seeing each other for a while. Like, they've met parents and stuff. So, I think walking away might be a little bit out of the question. I'm not sure, though, because I don't know them that well. But just remember that it's a little bit serious than just seeing each other. Like, they, they have some history, and she's kind of wondering, like, really what should her next step be because she doesn't want to see this person leave. So, I don't think... I think she's thinking about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing is, I think that that is kind of a problem. Like, you need to if there if someone's already kind of making a weird effort to separate themselves. I think you don't. It's impossible to walk away. I'm there right now. I think about this person that I'm caught up on almost all the time. But you have to understand that this person isn't treating you with respect. 
and even if you've been together for a while, something is going on with that person that you can either try to help them with, which you might have already done, but you need to identify the problem, especially if you do know this person so well, and kind of realize like maybe this person just needs space and time, and if that's the case and he, he or she doesn't come back, like take a step back and just, like I said, you gotta do what's best for yourself. And waiting and having something manifest in your mind as like an open-ended question is not gonna help you get over anything. Go for it. Saying, yeah, they say if you love something, set it free. But, you know, there is to an extent, you know, I understand I've been on the side of this where I don't always respond to things. I'm not the best at responding to my phone. Um, but that's because when I go to school, when I go to work, I really do my best to not be that person that's constantly on their phone. Like I hate when I'm at work and I'm like trying to talk to a customer and they're on their phone. And I hate when I'm at school and I see other kids in class texting. It's like, you're paying to be here. But that, that aside, you know, I do make an effort when I can to respond if I haven't been able to decide, decide about something, you know, if I, yeah. if it's a serious question or a very like serious topic and I need a moment to think about it, I do make an effort with at least within 24 hours to make that, Hey, I need to time, some time to think about this. So, you know, if it's been as long as it's said, you know, that's, you do have to, you know, like you said, it's respect levels, you know, if they cared about your feelings and how you were doing at the moment, it, you know, I think that there would have been some effort to like make sure that you're doing all right with this as well. Austin. What's the question? <laughs> Austin has lost it, people. He, this is official. I'm, I'm asking you one, one second. I know the wine is so delicious and, yes, it's, you know, it's, 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 gluttonous a at, it's gluttonous at a point. I feel like a Greek god right now. Yeah, you should bit. feel like a great philosopher. Your okay. major in college. Call me Socrates. I'll call you Socrates. Just don't touch any little boys around. <laughs> um, little man's okay though. So if I just want to know if someone didn't respond to you, like how would you feel? Like I'm sure you've been in that situation before. And have you ever like been the person not to respond to somebody? I mean, I've never been the person not to respond to somebody, but at the same time, I understand the position that somebody could be in. You know, when they make the decision not to respond. Now, there's a lot of things going through your head. You don't know the right words to say. Um, you may just close the text message, reflect on it, and, you know, get lost in your day and not have the chance to respond. So, I mean, I haven't personally been there, but I understand, you know, when a person is in that position. So you don't think that this person should hold a grudge for this guy not really giving an effort back? I mean, there are a million different variables, and I can't, you know, apply my, apply my bias to the variables that I can conceive. And, God um, damn it, you're such a brilliant place little place Golf <laughs> Golf clap. And that's a perfect way to end it. Cheers to that. Here, take a gluttonous drink of wine with me, my, my fellow philosopher. I'm drinking wet, red, wet. Oh my gosh! I had a speech impediment growing up. Wed, yes. Wed, Voldemort. Say it with pride. You know, Stephen. in the fourth Wed, grade, I'll just feather. go into some real shit real quick for the listener. In the fourth grade, I couldn't say my R's, and we read the first Harry Potter book, and I had to read the chapter where the word Voldemort was actually said, and they said, "I said, he who shall not be named, the Lord Voldemort," and uh, yeah, that's what people called me for half a year. Voldemort. Uh, Voldemort. Hey, Voldemort! I was like, I've got a fucking nose, buddy. Anyway. Austin, do you want to ask your question? Austin, My question you... is, um, what do you all think about open relationships? Why? Um, you know, I'm talking to a guy. In my mind, we're explicitly monogamous, but I've come to find out that it is not that way from his point of view. I'm only sleeping with him. He's sleeping with other people and talking to other people. 
how am I supposed to feel about that? Part of me wants to be okay with it. You know, I don't want to, you know, sort of, you know, put heteronormative pressures onto like another person in terms of monogamous relationships. But at the same time, I also want to be open to, you know, the fluid spectrum of sexuality. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Does anyone... Question. I can... Uh, Sam, you go straight and into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Uh, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta do you. You know, if, yeah, and the, if you are both okay with being up front with each other, and that's something that you accept that you're gonna... That this person's gonna do this, and you have to be, you know, very honest with each other if you're gonna be going out and doing things that could possibly put you at danger... You know, you have to be able to be honest with each other and, uh, you know, be, be make sure that, um, you know, you can trust each other on those points. But if it's something that you can be okay with, then I think there is the possibility and then you can go out and explore from there. But on the other hand, if you guys can't come to that agreement, it's constantly going to be this battle of, you know, what's seen in a lot of heteronormative relationships. You know, there's things that are popularized on TV. I know that we've been talking about this this week, but people who... You know, the person in the relationship who's often portrayed as the male or masculine figure is the one that is, you know, being more uh, poly, polyamorous. I like, mm -hmm. yeah, polyamorous, you know, sleeping with multiple people while the female part of this relationship is trying to hold it down for the family. But that being said, often those relationships don't have that trust. One person is being left in the dark. So in that situation... There are many relationships of people that I know that live in, you know, not necessarily monogamous relationships, but they are upfront with each other and they're okay with what's going on and they have families. You know, there's people with children and it's, you know, it's something that they live with and they are all upfront about it and it's okay. But that's my opinion on things. Yeah, just to be clear about things, the show that we have been watching is Love and Hip Hop New York, right? Cardi B, shouts out to Cardi B, because that's the only fucking reason why I've watched that show. Apparently there's been a million seasons, this is the only one I've watched. But who we're talking about is Sir Peter Guns and his endless relationship drama in be between one of his, his wife, Amina, and his longtime partner Tara who both have his children who both sleep with him and they're just constantly battling right so I think it really just comes down to to communication and I think as we go forward as humans exploring the bounds of like gender identity and sexuality poly polyamorism is going to be something that we're seeing more and more because all right, we're going to need to fact check this, but humans are like only 2% of the species on the planet are monogamous, including humans. Like we're some of the only species. So is that something that naturally we go towards or is it something that society has taught us? So there's a lot of people who like that doesn't work for them. And if they're good communicators, they're able to have multiple relationships, like Sam mentioned, our friend. And if they're not good communicators, if they're liars, you, you get what we see on TV with Peter Guns and his poor family. It's like really, you know, tumultuous. So it's just being able to communicate and make that decision about what's right for you. I completely uh, see everybody's point. I support people that are polyamorous and people that do find their own point in the range of sexuality. I know as a pretty classic straight male who loves monogamy, if I ha was serial dating... Serial monogamous. I'm a serial monogamous. Yeah. And if I have a girl that's like, hey, Steve, uh, 
you know, what would you think about us, like, maybe exploring other options? I would immediately think that she's going to break up with me. But then if she's like, I just want to, like, have an open relationship, you know, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not The weekend or some shit. I can't sing about my, my feelings towards this stuff, but I would not be down. That's something that I'm not really open to. I like having that connection with one person and knowing that that one person isn't necessarily mine or anything like that, but knowing that that person is choosing to give me all of their attention and love. And if that is split up in a, in a way between other people, and if I have to stress out about, you know, going out and having sex with somebody else while I truly care about this other person and thinking about them having sex with somebody else, I'd literally uh, go mad. I think an open relationship for you, Austin, and, and as advice, I think you have to figure out what you're comfortable with. I know your community is uh, very wishy-washy with the rules, but I think, you know, a polygamous relationship, a polygamist, I've got multiple husbands, uh, a, poly, a, a gay polygamist yes. would be the funniest thing in the world. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, polygamy so is pretty, uh, yeah, but you know, up and coming in our community. Exactly. And especially in San Francisco, I think polyamory, you know, I think you need to take your step away and think about how you feel on the topic if you're willing to put an effort and see other people at this as the same time as this person. And that's basically it. You gotta do what's best for you and this person's not worth you going through all that stress, trust me. And in, in, in contrary to what you're saying, I mean in in comment on what you're saying, uh it's really important to be involved in what you can do. You know, like you said, you wouldn't be able to handle it. You'd be constantly thinking, am I important to this person? Am I his favorite? And that's not going to work for you. So you need to be able to be okay saying that in that relationship. Hey, I can't do this because I'm going to constantly feel like this. But if that person, if you can be like, you know what, I'm okay with you doing that. And I will not feel self-conscious in this. I will feel okay. You don't even have to go out with other people. You can just feel okay with that relationship. And that's, that's the way that it will work. All right, let's wrap this up. Chelsea, you got something to say. And I think kind of what you said about feeling like, are you okay with this? Is something that comes from like heteronormative relationships. It, and Steven over here, like you're always thinking about who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Who are you going to have kids with? Like who are you going to buy a house with? Who are you going to settle down with? If that's not in the cards for you, then you have a whole other range of options. That's mm. the, beautif the beautiful part of you know, sex human sexuality is. There. Human sexuality is such a weird spectrum, but it's something that everyone needs to be open to and respect. And at the same time, you might not fit in with one community or sect with that, and you need to accept them and not hate on them. And if someone is polyamorous, then let them do themselves and, you know, maybe fuck them every once in a while. <laughs> That's my outlook. Oh, man, I thought a disclosure song was about to start. Some man just yelled outside. Like, hold it on, just hold! Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... So one last question, guys, before we go. Again, thank you all for being here. We'll get to plugs in a second. But, you know, I like to propose this question of recommendations. What was the one thing that really kind of helped you get through this week? Uh, you know, our, your week could be long. It could be filled with problems or it could be really good. But what was the thing that kept you going? For me, I'm really glad to have kind of had a nice weekend, had a lot of friends in town. That obviously really helped me. But it was something to look forward to. I really did enjoy Ben's birthday party with Sam DJing. It was something that kind of really made time go a little bit faster and also make me feel like, wow, on Saturday I have plans to go and do something really fun with my friends. So 
again, thank you, Sam, and thank you, Ben, for throwing that amazing birthday. I know you did so much to do that and put that together. And, you know, Chelsea and I and everybody that showed up, like, it was a lot of fun for all of us. And I just want to say thanks for everybody for having a great time and giving us and me the opportunity and something to look forward to. Uh, Sam, you have anything to recommend this week? Yeah, man. Sometimes you just got to go out and get yourself some sushi. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can be a long week or, you know, you could work really hard. It could just be a week where you're just tired and just, you know, go out even by yourself. Go and sit at a sushi bar and just get some sushi. Roll one up. Yeah, it'll, you'll feel a little bit better about yourself. What's your favorite sushi roll? Can I ask you that? Oh, favorite sushi roll. Man, I gotta plug Nara at this point, but they make this roll. It's called the Mikey, Mikey. roll. Mikey roll. It's basically like a what you'd imagine a crunch roll, I guess, but it's got uh, hamachi or yellowtail on top. It's beautiful. It's great. Yeah, Chelsea, you got anything to plug or recommend? Sorry, not plug. Yeah, uh, yesterday I had a really bad day, as you heard earlier. So um, I went up to Twin Peaks and I just walked around and I got some fresh air and enjoyed nature, and that really got me through it. Uh, fresh air is very important. Leave work, go and take a deep breath of fresh air, and try to escape as much as you can. I, I completely understand that. Austin, anything that helped you get through the week? Just knowing that, um, you know, what I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, when it comes to work, I know I know how to do my job. When it comes to school, I'm getting good grades. I'm doing good in all, my, all of my classes. So just reminding myself that, like, I have everything tight, under control. Uh, and not to stress out about that yeah not to stress out about it positive self-talk is so important completely and you know this is the part of the show where I like to do plugs Uh, we're all just going to go around and kind of let you guys know where you can find us as the podcast and also everyone who gave their time on the show to kind of give them some time to let them know where you could find them and their stream of consciousness on the internet. Uh, I'll start. You could always follow me at Stephen Baker 8. Stephen with a PH, Baker as in the profession, and 8 as in the number. And you could always follow the podcast at TBFT Podcast at Twitter as well. And you can always submit your questions. Again, thank you guys all so much for listening and submitting questions. We have so many, and it's been amazing to kind of get this feedback and uh, response from people listening to this. So you can always submit your questions at twobrokefortherapy.com under the Submit a Question tab. And once again, we appreciate everybody for checking us out and having a great couple of weeks so far. So uh, You can follow me on Instagram. It's just c.jane. Uh, first initial middle name. <laughs> and you don't have a Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. So your Instagram. No Facebook. I just have Instagram. So we could find photos from the art show that you're doing on yeah. Thursday of this week there, right? Yeah, I was going to tell you all to come, but you're not going to be hearing this until they might, they after might. We don't the know. art show. Well, it's on Thursday. Okay. So two days from now. I'm having an art show. Um, I have a mural that I'm going to be putting up for everyone to see. It's my first official art show here in the city. I'm really excited about it. The guys tonight got a little sneak peek, and they give me good feedback, so that's important. But I'm really nervous, and I hope my friends come, and I hope lots of people tell me they like it because I'm freaking nervous about this. I'm not going to lie. It's like putting my soul on display for the universe, I swear. It's well, so weird. I will not be drinking wine. Though. Yeah, he, Austin will stay away from the <laughs> wine. Can. Yes. Austin, tell, tell us where we can find your uh, uh, drunk <laughs> ass this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm only pretty much uh, active on Instagram. You can find me at Austin Gnarly. That is Austin, the name, A-U-S-T-I-N. 
gnarly g-n-a-r-l-e-y get it um that's pretty much all i'm really active on posting like once every two weeks yes yes slay Slay mama. <laughs> That's your official sign-off line. Uh, so thank you so much. And, you know, as always, guys, I just want to say we have an exclusive mix at the end of this episode. But Sam's going to tell us where you can find him and those mixes right now. So go for it, buddy. What's up, guys? Follow me at xander.wave at Instagram. That's a pretty cool place to catch up with me there. But I got a pretty cool mix for you coming this week. Uh, this is a little snippet from my Benesi birthday body smash. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the full mix will be on my SoundCloud, SoundCloud. later this week. SoundCloud. So probably when this is coming out. Um, you can find me there at soundcloud.com backslash Xanderwave. X-A-N-D-E-R dot wave. W-A-V. 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 You know, and actually on SoundCloud, it doesn't have a dot. Oh, wow. No dot. No dot. No, I mean, on the on SoundCloud, but if you want to use the URL, no dot. No dot. Okay, no cool. Dot. Good to know. And I'm excited for that. You know, I've re-listened to those mixes at the end plenty of times. So. Oh, this is the, this is a fun part of uh, Saturday Night. Yeah, this, uh, was, this is going to be... Uh, it wasn't the best part, but yeah, you got to go to the SoundCloud to find that later. Exactly. And how long is that mix going to be? Like, probably like an hour and 20-something? We'll see. We'll see. Well, I just want to say, everybody, thanks for coming on again. Can't wait for the mix, Sam. And... A big shout out and a big rest in peace to Kiki the Pug. I will miss you and everyone else will as well. I love you. And let's get to the mix. Sam, thanks for being my co-host. You got And we'll see Ben next week. It's lit. It's lit. We're not therapists.
No, that's not me. Act like a waste man, that's not me. Sex any girl, no, that's not me. Lips any girl, no, that's not me. Yeah, I used to wear Gucci, I put it all in the bin, cause that's not me. True, I used to look like you, but dressing like a mess, no, that's not me. No, that's not me. Act like a waste man, that's not me. Sex any girl, no, that's not me. Lips any girl, no, that's not me. Yeah, I used to wear Gucci, I put it all in the bin, cause that's not me. True, I used to look like you, but dressing like a mess, no, that's not me. Fuck my baby mama Fuck my baby mama I don't fuck with my baby mama I can't fuck with my baby mama Fuck my baby mama But damn, that pussy was awesome Put it in a coffin I'm Reverend Al Sharpton I'm in love with the coco. I'm in love with the coco. I got it for the lolo. I'm in love with the coco. Baking soda, I got baking soda. Whip it through the glass, nigga. I'm blowing money fast, nigga.
I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. I can cut that off. Don't worry. Guys, I've been drinking since like six o'clock. <laughs> That's how this works. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, cut it out. 